Welcome back to another episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited for this episode because I speak with Inner Circle member. His name is Cody. In his words, he's a former 320-pounder. He's gone through depression, homelessness, and a whole mess of other things in his words. And uh, really, there's no better intro than that. I can't really go further into detail than that. And Cody really brought a lot of insight into his fat loss journey, his health journey, his life journey as a whole. I think uh, no matter who you are, where you're coming from, you're gonna get a lot out of this. So I hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions or comments, let me know. Talk to you soon. Cody. Hey Jordan, how's it going my man? (laughs) What's up dude, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? Dude, I'm doing well. I'm so thankful that you've put up with my insane schedule so i appreciate <laughs> it man thank you for hopping on the phone last minute man i really it's all appreciate good, it man. no yeah i'm excited to do this oh i'm excited it's all good i'm stoked and and listen i i screenshotted that message that you sent me that i was like man we got to talk about this on, on a podcast because it's amazing i'm literally i'm gonna read it right now just so, okay. just so people have context because it was like talking about getting attention you're like <laughs> Hey, man, um, I'm a former 320-pounder who's beaten depression, homelessness, obesity, and a mess of other things, and I want to spread my message of hope and positivity far and wide. And I was like, all right, let's get this on the podcast. So, I mean, dude, just that that sentence says a lot. Could you just tell me your story? Like, this is for everyone listening. This is our first time talking. I've never spoken to Cody before. But, dude, I just want to hear about you. Like, where are you from? Like, what do you do? And I know the answer to that. Who one, am I? Who, what do you, who are you? What's guy your story? On your I want to hear your story. No, for sure. Yeah. Who is this mysterious guy on your podcast right now? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So I'm Cody, obviously. And I grew up in a little small town in Michigan called Niles. And I moved to Detroit um, a couple of years ago. Uh, and I mean, growing up in the Midwest, my entire family was overweight. Right. It's just kind of like how it was. Um, so I didn't really understand like being overweight wasn't like a normal thing and it wasn't healthy so eventually uh i blew up to around 320 pounds in college that was at my heaviest weight and then once i stopped playing well i played college football as well so i played at albion college in michigan okay and i was an offensive lineman there and once i stopped playing football there i realized that i didn't need to be 320 pounds anymore uh so i started my health and wellness journey of losing 110 pounds um as far as like the mental health part of it goes my entire life um we didn't have i didn't really have like the perfect childhood growing up so my family didn't have a ton of money um so we would bounce around from house to house we got kicked out of house to house and eventually we found ourselves homeless so we were staying in like shady motels where you're like couch hopping there's a couple times like i had to stay in the street it was not a good time um but, but yeah, so then, and then uh, in 2014, my dad passed away as well, who was also like my best friend. So at that point, after like homelessness and like just being overweight my entire life, I had pretty much given up on life after my dad passed away. So after that point, uh, I stuck a loaded, I know this is kind of getting kind of deep on here, but I stuck a loaded gun to my head and I hit kind of hit rock bottom. I thought that was going to be it. Right. And Thank God I didn't pull the trigger because I saw an image of my mom in my head and there was just no way I could do that to her. Uh, So at that point, I realized that I needed to change my life. And so I started my journey of 
losing 110 pounds. Um, throughout that journey, I found a passion in helping other people. And that journey kind of brought me out to L.A. And now I'm living my dream of personal training in Hollywood and helping as many people as I can and just spreading hope and positivity. I'm very rarely rendered speechless. I don't really know what else to say other than, holy shit, that's an incredible <laughs> story. And thank you for opening up and being so open and honest about that. That's, that's in, extraordinary, to say the least. Um, I don't want to, like, there's so many parts of that that, like, you could get, that I could say, well, tell me more about this, tell me more about that. Yeah. Like, I sort of just want to give you free reign. Like, could you dive into what what you would think is is important enough to talk about next based on like where where do you where does the story go next what happens yeah. so, like, oh, yeah. so what, what's whole, the next part of it so my whole thing is everybody is dealing with something right so i want to so because i know what it's like to be at rock bottom i want to prevent others from getting to that point or if or if somebody's already at that point i want to show them that this isn't it so there is another way out so just literally just two days ago, I well, just yesterday I posted, but I talked to a guy two days ago on the phone. He DM me on Instagram and said that he was about to commit suicide. Obviously not a very easy conversation to have. So I immediately asked for the, uh, he was a 16 year old kid. It was heartbreaking. Uh, so I immediately asked for his number, call him. And after a 30 minute, a 30 minute conversation with him, he tells me, you just saved my life. And I didn't do anything crazy for him. Literally, all I did was listen. So my biggest thing is I want to help other people in need. So in like his case, every time he would reach out to somebody or he would tell somebody that he was depressed or something along those lines, somebody would always respond with some kind of solution like, Oh, you, but you live such a great life. Oh, but you have this. Oh, look on the bright side. You have this. And he, in his case, he wasn't necessarily looking for that. He just needed somebody to listen. So, and that's why I'm such a big mental health advocate is because there are a ton of people out there who need help just like that and aren't getting the help that they need. So I want to show people, for those people who are in that situation, that there are a ton of people who do care about you and there are a ton of people who are willing to listen to you. So that's kind of the mental health aspect of it. The fitness portion of it, like as being a, like as a former 320 pounder, being overweight sucks. And especially with the rise of like social media and just the internet in general, there are so many like fad diets and like crazy workout programs. And there's so much information out there. People don't know what is what. So I try to make it, I, me, you and I, very, 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 very similar views on a lot of things. So I want to show people that, one, fitness can be fun. That, two, like these fad diets, these fad workout programs, things like that, they don't work. We're all about sustainability. And you don't have to, like, torture yourself with your diet and torture yourself with your workout program. The stuff is supposed to be, is meant to be fun. So just trying to get people healthy and show them that it, it doesn't have to suck. You can make this a healthy lifestyle and you can make it fun. I love that, man. I mean, and I want to, I, I want to know more about your story specifically. So in terms of like when you, you, it's so funny. You all were like, yeah. And then I lost, I began my journey of 110 pounds. <laughs> like what the fuck does that journey look like? Like, what is that journey? Like, I want to know 
what like yeah. what you first tried like what you struggled with like what like what was your first go-to move was it running was it like a crazy diet was it like oh, yeah. what was your first go-to when you're like all right here i go like step one what'd you do uh, yeah so obviously this was before i was a personal trainer so it was before i knew what the fuck i was doing right so i did it like any person starting their fitness journey would i would crash diet i would do these insane workout programs when i'm doing like two a days running a shit ton and pretty much torturing myself man like honestly and then i got like i said it, it wasn't fun so like i would do the thing where they usually like completely clean monday through friday saturday would be the cheat day right but that cheat day or that cheat meal would turn into me eating like the entire fucking kitchen and i would eventually i developed a binge eating disorder uh to where i would eat like ten thousand calories in a day or something like that and it was just insane but then i learned what this funny little thing called moderation was and I learned about this thing called calories in versus calories out. And I learned that as long as you're still in a calorie deficit while still getting like enough protein and everything, even if you have a little bit of junk food, air quotes there, you're still going to lose weight. Because I, I, I had a super, super, super on food. I like split things up into good food, bad food categories. Like it was bad. Um, so then once I kind of started doing more research, learning that you can have these foods in like moderation and still lose weight, that's when I started seeing sustainable like results and I've been able to keep the weight off since. And as far as the workout programs go, like, yeah, like I said, I did like the crazy like two days where I would do fasted cardio in the morning, lift at night, and eventually I just got burnt out on that. Like it wasn't fun. So I gave up a, a, a lot. I lost motivation. I went through periods where I just stopped working out altogether and I said hey this isn't working either started doing more research more research and kind of found a program that worked for me I had a lot of friends thankfully that kind of helped me along the way that kind of showed me um, what I need to be doing and in turn that's what that's really where I got my like love for helping other people is working with my friends throughout my weight loss journey and then it was just about making fitness fun honestly so now like I'm, I'm not doing any like any crazy diets or crazy workout programs or anything like that. It's all about what you can sustain, what you enjoy, and what you you can make measurable progress on. Those are the three checklists I have for everybody. And when what what was so your high your high was three twenty right three hundred twenty pounds yes. And what was your low? Uh, are you at your low right now? No, so I'm sitting at around two hundred ten right now. My lowest was two hundred. Got and so what was the time frame of three twenty to two hundred? It took over a year. So like I said, I went through periods where I like gave up, I lost motivation, I didn't really have like a trainer or anything like that. So I and like I said, my entire family's overweight. So yeah, they were supportive of me, but they weren't really holding me accountable. So it probably took a year and three or four months, something along those lines. I mean, that's even even so, that's a very fast rate of weight loss you know what i mean like 320 to 200 like if you went from 320 to 220 that's like 52 weeks that's like that's that's like what is it like basically two pounds a week on average it's it's really incredible yeah um can you when you talk about the times where where were you weighing yourself every day oh yeah i am got it so i would yeah and I kind of had to break away from the scale for a long time because I went through that little phase where 
I would weigh myself every day and this and I would let the scale almost dictate my mood for that day. So if this, even though I felt like I ate clean the day before and somehow the scale went up the next morning, I didn't really understand how the body worked at that point, that would ruin my entire day. And it was just, like I said, I had a super, super unhealthy, I had a super unhealthy relationship with my body. So yeah, I was weighing myself every day and it was terrible. I let it dictate my mood. And so that's why I try to preach people now, if you do, weigh yourself every day take like the weekly averages don't just go day by day yeah for sure it's actually and i am for me the scale is very individual like some people i want them on other people i don't yeah for me what what i what i think about the scale is this i think the ultimate goal is not to avoid the scale i think a lot of coaches say don't get on the scale. It's worthless. Don't do it. I think the ultimate, cause basically it's like, like just avoid it. Don't pay attention to it. And it's like, I, I'll let, you're going to have to get on it when you go to the doctor, they're going to make you get on it. There's like, there's, and I'd rather be able to master it to the point where it doesn't matter if you step on it and it goes up or it goes down yep. emotion, like literally heart rate stays the same. Like emotions don't matter. Thanks. I was actually, I was just emailing with a client, yesterday she just finished a program with me and she was so stoked because she went on vacation and her her weight went up two pounds and she was like i have to be honest with you out of all of the progress body composition strength being able to see the scale go up two pounds and literally not have it bother me is one of the greatest gifts of all because that means it like it doesn't matter it doesn't dictate your emotion it doesn't change your day it doesn't do anything other than like cool that's a number for today and it doesn't make a fucking difference amen that's so cool. That's awesome. I think yeah, the no, like the I think one the, indication of progress for me is for all my clients, all my all my friends that I'm helping lose weight. The number one indication for me is how you feel, how your clothes are fitting. Like the scale is a fickle fucker. It's gonna fluctuate, and if you let it control your mood, you're gonna be in for a bad time. So, like you said, mastering the scale is a huge, huge, huge win that people don't really understand. For sure, I think. Uh... I don't know if you've seen. I don't. I don't know if you, how how long have you been in the inner circle? Um, three or four months, I think. Got it. Okay, so I don't know if you've seen. For me, with the scale, something I started using probably about a year and a half, two years ago was, um, basically going month to month, right? So it was like, if on June first you look at your weight, then you look at June first to July first, July first to August first, August first, September one. Because most people, they'll look at June 1, and then they're, they'll be like, okay, so June 2, logically, they know it might go up, but emotionally, if it does, they lose their shit. Yep. It's like, even the weekly averages can be misleading, especially for women, just based on, like, hormones and menstrual cycle. Like, it can be very different week to week. Sure. So, I've always found that, like, month to month, like, you go, like, you don't do, like, monday to monday you don't like literally because i used to do monday to monday then i used to do okay no you do monday and then two weeks later you compare that monday now it's like literally you're just gonna go month to month and if the average is like about anywhere between half a pound a week to two pounds a week just like which man your rate is unbelievable which actually i want to talk about that rapid fat loss is a very taboo topic right it's a very taboo discussion and it's one of those things where most coaches often myself included but most coaches will say it to the effect of don't do rapid fat loss. It's really bad period. And 
you know better than anybody, like, it's not always black and white. There's always, like, gray area in between. Yep. And especially in in obese populations and people who, who have a lot to lose, there's a ton of research, and not to mention just your experience in, in and of itself, but a lot of research and a lot of data showing initial periods of rapid fat loss can actually be very helpful for some people, yeah. not for everyone, especially if you have a history of disordered eating, if, you're, if you don't have a lot to lose. But I think there's clearly something to be said for the – because here's what I would imagine. I'm going to guess this is what your weight loss looked like. I'm going to assume, and tell me if I'm wrong, that initially you lost a mega fuck ton of weight when you first started doing a lot of stuff. Like you lost a lot of weight very quickly, and then it started to slow down. You saw like more like slower progress and then it might have seemed like progress was slowing. But when you look at that average at the end of the year, that's when you're like, okay, still ended up average of two pounds. a week. You are spot on my friend. So, and it's, I mean, it like point being when you reach that point of, okay, now it's slowing down. That's where like, it's really okay. Stop focusing on rapid, start focusing more on like something sustainable, which is essentially what you did. Yeah, no, and that's, and yeah, that's it, what I, pre- yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right. So that's why, because it takes, especially when you start losing weight really quickly for those who have a lot of weight to lose, you might get used to losing a certain amount of weight, like per week or per month or something along, along those lines. But eventually that's going to slow down and it can be extremely frustrating because you're used to using or losing a certain amount of weight. So that's why it's so important. Like you said, we make, something sustainable we make fitness fun we make it seem like i i even hate the word diet but we make it so like your diet doesn't feel like a diet and you actually enjoy like eating healthy and enjoy going to the gym or whatever your fitness routine is finding something sustainable is the most important part to that so let me see this what what does your nutrition look like now um so right now i'm flexible dieting um so i'm staying within a calorie range so i am tracking it like i track my calories and i track my protein intake right now i'm not too worried about right now um so i'm so for example so i'm eating around 23 or 2400 calories a day ish and so what i'll do is i'll meal prep like probably maybe 1800 ish of those calories a day but i'll leave the other four or five hundred calories kind of up for like flexibility so whatever i'm doing that day so if i'm out and about or if i'm at work or if i need to just grab a quick snack or something like that it allows for that flexibility and that can include a little like treat or what some people would refer to as junk food and kind of live by the 80 20 rule where 80 percent of the foods that you eat are generally considered healthy that other 20 percent can be a not so healthy food got it i love that and can i ask do you is there any any like just do you ever struggle with binge eating still is that something that still goes on or no not as much oh man there are some sirens going by right now (laughs) something happened something is happening in hollywood um okay yeah so maybe so like i said when i developed my binge eating disorder i would maybe binge like once a week like it was bad once or twice a week now I still have little bouts where I'll do it maybe once a like couple months. It is nowhere ever near as bad. But even after I do have one of those episodes, it doesn't fuck with me as much as it used to. I know that I'm going to be okay. Little, like 
what you talked about the other day. Fitness is something you can't fuck up. Even if you eat 10,000 calories in a day or you go two weeks without working out, I know as long as you get back on the train, you're going to keep making progress. So it's literally something you can't fuck up. So it's it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. Obviously, I still would like not to do it. But it's nowhere near, near, near as bad as it used to be. Well, dude, first of all, thank you for being open and honest about that. I think a lot of people would not be comfortable with that type of openness and honesty and vulnerability. And number two, I'm so glad you said that because what it's going to give so much comfort to so many people because a lot of people go through that and it, it there's always that feeling of guilt around it and that feeling of guilt i swear to god that feeling of guilt perpetuates so much more negativity it perpetuates more binges it perpetuates negative body image it perpetuates so much and the point that you hit on that i'm so glad that you hit was it doesn't bother me anymore because mm-hmm. you know it's not you didn't fuck up you know yeah. that and that point right there allows you to get back on track and also not to mention it allows you to it the binge isn't like it used to be it's not like you're eating to the point of like severe discomfort over and over and over again it's like maybe you ate more than you should have or like there was yeah. you had several more cookies or whatever like but it's not like an all out going because I used to have when I was like re- I was a competitive wrestler, like competitive powerlifter. When I was competitive wrestling and cutting a lot of weight, severe, severe binge eating, like anorexia. I had like growing up, it was something I grew up with a lot. And binge eating, especially among like off season wrestlers, is just oh, rampant. And the amount yeah. that I could put down as like a hundred and three pounder, like cutting to one hundred and three pounds, was it was unbelievable. Um, and but but when you get rid of that guilt, the point that you have no more guilt, it doesn't bother you because you know it's not a big deal. You're just back on track. You remove the idea or notion that it's it's you fucked up, that you ruined your progress. Yeah. It, it it like you don't have a desire to binge anymore. That's the funny thing with binging yeah. is as people are binging in their mind, logically, they're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But their hand keeps bringing food to their mouth and they're like, why can't I stop this fucking hand from feeding my face? And it's like a really it's a mind fuck. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. once you internalize the I'm not fucking up, like that hand releases and you have control of it and you don't even want to do it anymore. And yeah, it's and for people who don't really or have never dealt with binge eating before won't really like understand how it feels like it's bad. Like when I was like at my, I don't know if you want to call it peak binge eating, whatever. <laughs> I was, it, was, like, it was to the point where it was so bad where like I would eat so much. I would feel like I was going to throw up. Right. So I would, it was almost like I was punishing myself. Like I would eat so much to where I would feel like I would feel so bad. So I'd tell myself, you're going to keep eating until you feel so bad. Then we're not going to do this again or something like that. So it was, it was like almost like punishment. So now, now that I'm in the kind of mind frame where I'm just like, okay, it happened. Cool. Right back on track with the next meal. There's no worries. It's such a huge, 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 like difference. It's amazing. I love that, man. I, I love everything you're saying. Let me ask you this. Um, in terms of, in terms of, mindset and and practical application going like 
for for other people, for people who might be in a situation that you are in, or even in a stage, right? Like not maybe at 320, maybe they're in the process. Maybe they're, they've lost some and they're glad they've lost some, but they're stuck in a plateau and, and they're just like really frustrated. What advice would you give people in that situation where like, what do they need to do? So, so in my case, like, so when I, again, when I was at like my, my peak binge eating, I was, that was when I was like controlled by the scale and that would determine my entire mood. So I'd binge eat. And even though I knew I would eat a metric fuck ton of calories that day before, I would still weigh myself that next morning and then that would put me in a bad mood. I would eat more. So it was a cycle. So my first piece of advice would be get away from the scale. Like just get away from the scale right now. Don't even worry about that thing. And then another kind of tool I use for some of my clients is I use the 20 minute rule. So if they feel, so a lot of times when you're binge eating, you can feel it coming on. Like, you know, like you're about to make some bad decisions or you're about to go eat your entire kitchen. So what I'll tell my clients is just go for a walk, wait 20 minutes, go do something to keep your mind busy. And if you still want that food in 20 minutes, eat it. That's fine. And what, what happens a lot of times is you'll find in 20 minutes, you don't even want the food anymore. And if you do want it, what happens is you, you're not going to eat as, like nearly as many calories as you're about to. And I've seen a lot of progress from my clients in that. That's awesome. And yeah, it's um, in the inner circle, I'll call it a bright line, right? It's like you set the bright line of what your rule is going to be. So whether it's wait 20 minutes or whether it's like you'll, you can literally have as much as you want, but you can only have one food like say okay yeah. cool like i'll have this one food and i can have as much as i want and like that'll drastically reduce how many calories you have but like yeah. setting those bright lines which is like when you get into, into the research of, of behavior modification like that's a very common term for uh like improving self-efficacy it's they work wonders especially for mid for binge eating um that's awesome, man. I love it. Is there is there anything that any message that you'd like to leave people with? Is there anything that that like stands out as something that you want to like make sure that when people like end this podcast, they they go home and they either have something more practical or have a, a good something in their mind? Like, what do you want to leave people with? That I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot I'd like to say, but I mean, just know that where you're at right now isn't your final destination, right? So no matter where you're at, so if you're 300 pounds, if you're in a super unhealthy relationship with food and you, if you feel like there's, if you're at a place where you feel like there's no hope, or there's, you, there's nobody that really like cares or something like that, know that there are a ton of people who do care about you, who want to help. There's a ton of people who are knowledgeable and are willing to help you like you, like I, and know that there is always time for change. No matter how old you are, how young you are, where you're at in your fitness journey, mental health journey, there is always time to change. So that's my biggest thing. It's just also just be nice to people. That was, I also just wanted to touch on that. Stop being assholes. Be nice to people. <laughs> um, so yeah, that would be my biggest thing. Stop being an asshole. Okay. Respect. I, I, I respect that. Thank you, dude. Cody, man, I appreciate you getting on it. I think uh, this is going to help a lot of people mentally, emotionally, this is like practically just every day. I really appreciate you coming on and opening up. It, it means a lot, dude. Thank you so much. No, thank you, man. No, yeah, this is fun. I'm looking forward to doing some more stuff in the future too. That was, thank you for having me. Of course, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, my man. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
And that wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Huge thank you to Cody for coming on. If you enjoyed the episode, if you liked it, I would love if you left a comment and reviewed it, ranked it. Actually, it really does help a lot. And if you didn't like it, let me know why and I'll do everything I can to make it better. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon.